Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share the inspiring story of someone who has faced their share of vulnerability and been able to find success and fulfillment. We hope all our stories will help you find the strength within yourself to live the life you want and find success of your own. M. Scott Peck said, There can be no vulnerability without risk. There can be no community without vulnerability. There can be no peace and ultimately no life without community. This is episode 10 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Anna McAfee. Being bullied throughout her childhood made her realize early on that kindness is something we all need more of in our lives. It wasn't easy, but she did her best to take the high road even when it seemed everyone around her was trying to beat her down. At 21, she decided to leave Australia and move to the UK. What was meant to be a few years in England turned into nine years in Scotland. When she arrived, she knew no one, had little to no understanding of the cultural differences, didn't have a job, or even understand how paychecks work. It would be nothing more than grit and her willingness to learn that made it possible for her to make a life in this new place. It would spark her interest in community and relationship building. Now she's the mastermind and founder of the LinkedIn local movement started in Coffs Harbour, Australia, and LinkedIn's longest-running hashtag. It's a concept that has been copied in 95 countries around the globe, helping people to build genuine relationships and communities offline. Her mission is to help individuals and businesses to build better and more authentic connections in a digital world. A bit of a marketing nerd, she has a unique background in social media and recruitment. She is a LinkedIn trainer and community educator and strategist for brands. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Anna McAfee. Hey, Anna, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, it's great to have you here. I've uh, We've grown quite a friendship over the last couple of years. And even though you're uh, on the other side of the world in a, quite a huge time zone away, I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on today. Thank you for having me, Brian. It's great, great to be here. So the first question I like to ask all my guests is, what is your definition of vulnerability? Look, I think uh, for me, it very much means honesty um, and primarily honesty with yourself. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I, I think it's something we all need to work on and we do get better at as we get older. But it's, yeah, to me, it's, it's about, I think, acceptance as you know, accepting that, that things aren't going to go perfectly and things aren't going to um, go as planned either. So it's about, um, I guess, accepting what's going on around you and being honest about, um, about failures and taking responsibility for those and, and using those to, to build upon and move on from. Uh, yeah, I was saying to, I think one of my last guests, it amazes me how, you know, having nine or so people on so far, not one person has had a similar definition, which is really good, <laughs> I think, because yeah. it just shows that, you know, everybody's way of looking at this is, is different. But I, I really, I really did like that one. I think that, you know, having to get in touch with yourself and be honest with yourself is definitely something that more of us need to work on. And, and defining it that way, I think, you know, would help some people maybe look at it rather than as a struggle or a negative, something that just is mm. in need of work. So I, I definitely appreciate that one. So what would you say um, would be your earliest memory of facing vulnerability or going through some struggle in your life? Look, I think, um, 
from an early age, um, it would have been bullying at school. Uh, I had a lot of that and had to deal with a lot of that. And that, I think, has shaped me who I am. Uh, secondly, not so much a struggle, but more of a challenge, would have been travelling solo at 21 and landing in a country that you don't know anyone or cities that you don't know anybody. Uh, and, and having to, I guess, really shift some comfort zones to, to get there and to settle there and actually get past that. Um, and then thirdly, I would say as a parent, um, it's bigger and harder than you ever think it will be. And just when you think you've got it right, you get it horribly wrong and it comes back, comes back to bite you every single time. But that would be my three biggest struggles. I, w- I would say like, you know, the last one there, I think that's the one that everybody speaks of in terms of like parenting or in the way that, you know, they, they look at like what they sort of did to their parents and then they're like, Oh wait, it's coming back to bite me. <laughs> that's one thing I constantly hear. But um, so that, that first sort of uh, one that you shared about bullying, how would you say that you were able to overcome that? I mean, I'm from my understanding, it was at a much younger age and obviously something that a lot of us have to deal with. I dealt with it myself growing up. How would you say that you overcame uh, bullying? Um, I'm not sure that the word is overcame. I think it changes you. It certainly made me think about kindness a lot more than um, an acceptance, which is what a lot of people know me for. So it's, um, yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess you build, some strength and you move on and you, you you find acceptance in other circles or other places that you um not that you necessarily fit in and, and you realize that if you haven't fitted in one circle then there'll always be another and i guess that that was probably probably more so for me i i, I guess maybe overcoming is the word i'm not sure that i i love the word yeah Trust me, that's not the first time I've heard that. (laughs) It's not the first time I've definitely heard uh, somebody say that in terms of like, I don't know if I look at it as overcoming, but I do like the fact that you sort of went with the kill them with kindness attitude. I mean, for me, (laughs) you know, when I had, uh, when I had to deal with that, I usually um, just found, you know, some, something similar I, I heard and I don't know how young I was or when it was, but there's a whole thing where like if people are making fun of you, like make fun of yourself and then it doesn't make it so funny anymore. And so I think I use like humor and stuff like that when I was younger and it happened to me and just sort of made it like less fun for people. And then it just sort of, it, it stops or, or, you know, however you want to look at it. So. I, I like that. I've never approached it with humor, but I do love that, that, that ability and that attitude. Oh. Uh, so you did sort of mention or touch on it, but what strength did you discover in yourself from going through that, like from the bullying and, and learning to use kindness and everything? Like what strength did you discover that in yourself? Uh, I guess the ability to move on. It's, and also I think that you can't be everything to everybody and you can't fit with everybody and you can't please everybody. And that has been an ongoing thing that I, I constantly do. But it, 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 I guess it was the beginning of, of trying to shift that was just to appreciate that 
you do have to move on. There isn't a lot you can do about it. And apart from accept it and, and find somewhere else that um, that's going to bring you peace or, or belonging or whatever it is that you're seeking as, as a school child, it's usually other friendships. No, definitely. And I mean, the one thing I can relate with here is like throughout my life, there was, I found that I moved like group to group, like, especially from, I would say grade school up until high school. And I don't know how you guys define grades or or wherever you were living at the time, how you define grades, but here it's sort of like elementary, middle school, high school. And I found, you know, elementary, middle school, there was a few friends, core friends that I had, you know, from growing up. But as soon as I hit high school, it was like every year that I was in high school, there was a different group of people that I hung out with a different sort of click, I guess you could call it. And, you know, and it just sort of, that was how, and then it, when I hit college is when I sort of discovered that all that doesn't matter <laughs> and you got to be yourself. And like you're saying, accept yourself and people will come and go and, and whoever sticks around great and whoever doesn't, doesn't. Right. But I did experience that same sort of thing of, you know, knowing that this year, maybe I'm not this friends with those same people, but there's always another group. There's always more people. So I can. Yeah. Def- and, and friendships will come and go and they, they have, I mean, they have to, it's just human, human nature. And you have to accept that people have things going on in your life and they're not always going to have the time or space for you, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily forever. No. And, and I think some of the best friendships in, in my opinion are the ones where even if you don't talk for two months, three months, six months, a year, let's say, you know, when you do end up reconnecting with that person, it's like a day that never even passed. Those are, are I think, mm. the strongest friendships, in my opinion. It's not the ones that are like constantly on you and or like you're saying, you know, where you have to be in touch with them all the time. Otherwise, they don't accept it as a friendship. I think it's some of the best ones are the ones where, you know, whenever you touch base, that's when, you know, you're everybody's, you know, comfortable and it's it's fine. So, I mean, those are some of my best experiences, at least. So, you in the beginning there you you touched on a few points or a few times in your life where you felt vulnerability would you say that you've faced a lot of vulnerability in your life a little in between i know this is a harder question to define but i like to get i would actually say not a lot yeah i think i've been quite lucky um (laughs) i don't i maybe luck's the wrong word but i i don't have any like you hear some people's stories and you just think what if I went through that, what, what would I do? And I, I don't think anybody hearing my story would think, well, what would I do in that situation? That's, you know, I just, I, I don't think I have yet. Well, and I do, then- I'm very grateful that I haven't, of course, but um, to answer your question, I, I would, I would say only a little and, and and that's you know it's funny that you bring that up because that's something that I've said in past podcasts is everybody's definition everybody's uh, the amount that they think they face is going to be different and that's what I want to try and achieve through this podcast is showing that whether you've gone through a little a lot whether it's been a health issue a personal issue family whatever it might be there's always you know a little bit of struggle a little bit of vulnerability in life and how can you overcome it no matter what the situation is now the stories that you did touch on at the beginning. Would you mind going a little more into one or two of them, whether it's, you know, the, uh, you know, moving to a different country or, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing. And the reason being, again, just because I want people to sort of, if somebody else listening to this is thinking about moving to another country or maybe recently has, I want them to sort of maybe get an idea from you. Like, how did you deal with it? What did you do so that they can, you know, take something from it? Yeah, I think, um, so thinking about the, moving to another country, I guess, 
um, actually it reminds me of somebody who's actually sent me this message today, um, <laughs> moving from Brazil to Australia, which I need to follow up with, but that's a, that's a hard move because there's a big language barrier and I never had a language barrier. I moved from Australia to, to the UK. Um, and when I got there, I, I didn't intend to spend most of my time in Scotland, but I, I, I it was going to be London and then it, then it suddenly it was Scotland for nine years, but it's, it's very hard to, and, and culturally the, the two countries are very similar. So I think, um, I think that does make it easier. I mean, countries like Australia, Canada, US, um, pro actually probably more so I think culturally Australia and Canada are closer than say Australia and the US. Now there will be others that beg to differ with me, <laughs> um, but certainly the UK and Australia are, are very close. So it wasn't even just a cultural thing, but it's, it's, finding somewhere to live, finding a job, trying to establish friendship groups where you literally know nobody. Um, it's, it's a lot of, it, it is hard work. And I did it at a young age. I did it at 21, 22. And I think that is an age where you do have, I guess, probably a little bit more guts and a little bit more, um, because guts is the right word. I'm trying to think of the word, but it actually is the word I want to say because that's what you, you say to yourself at 21 and 22, um, which I'm a long way from now. But, but yeah, you do. You don't always think about the consequences, and you you kind of you you, you are just forced to put yourself out there. So be it um, you know approaching other travellers whilst you're travelling, be it um, you know tr trying to muddle through some language barriers if if it is different countries, and trying to just get your head around even with starting new jobs and just not understanding things like payslips, and you've got to go and ask questions about you know, how, how do you get paid and what is holiday pay and things like that is what seems so basic and normal in your own knowledge suddenly becomes foreign in, in a slightly different setup. And it's about trying to not feel completely stupid asking some extremely simple questions. Um, so yeah, I think it's, but more so, um, more so I think it's actually meeting other people because it does take time to establish groups and one thing i've always said to people because i've known a lot of people who've shifted cities and or, or or towns or wherever it is that they've done and i've always said to people in my experience what i found and what i've continually seen people go through is that it takes a year at least you can't make a judgment on whether you feel settled somewhere until you've actually been there for 12 months because it's just impossible, I think, to make that assessment. Some people, again, will disagree with me, but I've certainly <laughs> found that that 12-month mark was... And it's for, some, for many, it'll take years. And certainly when I lived in Glasgow in Scotland and it took me years to feel, feel fully settled there. But it... Um, it wasn't until I was a year in that I, I think I sort of thought, okay, I don't feel so uncomfortable anymore. Um, not that that uncomfortable feeling was, was a bad thing, but um, I think you've got to give yourself a year in, in any, in any city, I think. Uh, giving yourself time and a lot of uh, things for life is, is something that I think we all require because I think something that I sort of talked a lot about um, last year when I was sort of put, putting myself out there on social and everything was this whole just start mindset and, you know, just doing things. And I think a lot of us 
we quit a little bit too soon or we give up a little bit too soon. So I, I agree here where you're saying, you know, give yourself the time and, and whether it's a year, two years, three years, it's going to be different for everybody, but give yourself that time. And the other thing that I kept coming to mind as you were talking there is I had Brian Schulman on as a guest. And the one thing he kept repeating throughout his uh, interview was getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that sort of sounds like what you were saying there is like, you just got to sort of accept it and you know, it's going to be uncomfortable, but don't let yourself be overtaken by that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the same with any kind of travel. I think you've got to accept that you, you're not going to know the direction in which you're supposed to go. You're not going to understand the train times. You're not going to understand how to buy a ticket in some countries and just accepting that, that you don't know that and, and then learning it is, is a, is a great challenge. No, definitely. I, I visited New York last year and um, figuring out how to get around just even a, a different city for a few days is a little bit <laughs> overwhelming at times, let alone yeah, when you're you know, committed to staying there for some time, for sure. So uh, so how would you say all these experiences and, and these things that you've gone through in your life, whether it be bullying, traveling to a different country, you know, whatever it might be, how would you say all of, all of those experiences have helped you get to where you are now in life? Um, I think just accepting that, that I'm human and things aren't going to go right. And that, um, I guess, I, I, I think I, I come back to parenting with this one because you find yourself doing things that you said you would never do, like bribing your children with sweet things or, or money <laughs> to tidy their bedrooms. And you think like, well, I always said I would never do this or, or shouting at them. And it, I think it's, to me, it just comes back to accepting that, well, you know, we are human and nothing's going to go absolutely right. And we're all going to do things that we're not proud of, but you, you all, the best you can do is just, is, is just learn from them and try your best not to repeat them. But, um, and also just accepting, and especially with parenting is just to, to get through what you need to get through. Um, you know, you can't, you can't feed your children something right and, a, you know, a, a beautiful slow cooked meal every time. Sometimes you've got to cut corners and if that's what gets you through, then great. You just accept it and, and be a part of it. So I guess I'm coming full circle back to the whole acceptance, acceptance thing. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it reminds going through the experiences reminds me that, that I'm human and that we're all human and that we have to forgive ourselves sometimes for some of the things that we're not necessarily proud of and be thankful for perhaps what we've been through and how it's shaped our, shaped our you know, mindset for bullying had a massive shift for me in terms of um, probably becoming quite introverted and, but also trying to be kinder to other people and not accepting that kind of behavior from others around me, um, you know, to other people. So um, had I not have been through that, I probably wouldn't necessarily have had that very inclusive um, promoting kindness attitude. I think we learned something from every, everything that we go through. One of my past guests constantly said through his interview, you know, that everything in life is an experience and it's, you've, you've have to learn from it. Right. So he doesn't look at anything as sort of good or bad or negative or positive. He just looks at everything as an experience. Like you just have to be there, be in the experience and then learn something from it. And if you can do that, then, you know, you'll be able to make your way through life. You know, he thinks, you know, in his opinion, obviously not easily, but, 
with a little more ease than if you were to sort of fight everything that happens or or yeah. trying to define it so so you know straight and narrow you know like again good or bad or happy or sad or whatever he just sort of looks at everything in life as an experience and takes it out for what it is in the moment so um, I see a similar sort of you know explanation of what you're saying so would you say that at this point in your life you've found success and fulfillment or you're still on your journey towards that I think still on my journey I'm not sure that I would necessarily I don't, I don't know. I think when you've arrived, you've got to get itchy feet and you're going to want to do something else, aren't you? So I, I like that. I, I'm a curious person. So I, I would like to think that I'm still on the journey. Definitely. Um, I'm not, um, definitely don't consider myself especially successful or that I've arrived anywhere. It's um, definitely still, still, still treading the path. Uh, a lot of people have, the one thing a lot of people have said is that it's very hard to define success because everybody's definition is different. I mean, for years, my definition of success was the title that I held and the amount of money that I made. And then up until recently where I realized that's not success for me at all. It was just this sort of perception or whatever that I had of success because of, you know, whatever growing up or whatever you see or So um, I can definitely understand where you're coming from and saying that you know, you, you may not find yourself successful because again, your definition of it could be different from the next mm. person. So I think there was a LinkedIn post, it was either the beginning of this year or last year, but I remember somebody was saying that they had, you know, every year they tried to set an, an intention with one word. Um, and it was either their last year or the previous year, or they asked people to comment below, but somebody came up with the word abundance. And I thought that is actually such a good word for how you want to see a successful year because I guess it's you know you want abundance in certain things don't you and it's different for everybody but I thought that was a good good way to describe um you know what what successful is no again for sure it's again it's uh, so it's it's hard it's hard to define because every literally and again you know through this and and I'm sure as I continue not one person has said the same thing. And I've only actually had one person say that they felt that they've reached success and fulfillment in their life. So, you know, there's one, that one person that just feels that they have, and then other people like you, like yourself are going to be saying that they're still on their journey. They're still trying to find it, or they, they may never, you know, another person said they don't think they ever will because they, they think that like you said, life is a constant journey. There's always going to be something new you're going to learn and something new you're going to figure out. So again, you know, I don't expect it to be the same. And I think, again, that's the interesting part about what I'm trying to achieve here through the, through the podcast. So I've only got a couple of questions left. Um, one of the, the, the last things I, I like to try and get my guests to do is give um, our listeners three key takeaways that they would give to them if they're looking for, you know, direction in their life or, you know, whatever it might be, because again, you can, you can take away a bunch of different things from this interview, but what three key takeaways what three things would you give to somebody you know that's listening to this um this is i read this and thought this is a hard one and i actually haven't thought of them so you've you've got me on the top of my <laughs> head uh but i look i think the first one is about um taking responsibility for what goes on around you i think is a really big one um, and I've had to do this a few times in my particular career where you've just had to admit that you were wrong and just say, look, it is my fault that this happened. 
and I'm sorry, and this is what we're going to do to fix it. Rather than trying, if you spend your life trying to blame others or trying to say, well, this happened for this reason, and then this person did X, Y, Z, and that caused this, and it just doesn't, um, it's, it's just you're going round in circles that, that's never going to get you anywhere. It's, for me, it's always, you know, one of the best things that I learned was about taking responsibility. Um, secondly, um, is to just always be learning, um, treat it as a journey and that, that learning can be, you know, be it audio books or be it podcasts or, or reading, but I, I, I don't, I don't know anybody that I has gotten anywhere that hasn't at least had some kind of commitment to learning. It could just be learning from your own experiences, but actually understanding that that learning is part of that. Um, and I think my third one would be the way in which you treat others. So I would say, what's the saying? Treat others the way in which you want to be treated. But, um, I remember in one of my really early, early days in recruitment was we were told that, and it, well, I didn't do a lot of recruiting. I was more on the training side um, and the internal stuff, but I know that, you know, so we were talking about like, very, like very junior entry level kind of accountancy candidates and as somebody always said that person is going to climb the ladder and in five years time they're going to be qualified and they're going to be looking for staff and they will remember who was kind to them and who wasn't and that was always the way in which we had tried to you know train staff and I think that I, I use that example as a very simple one but it's the same in life um the person that um, perhaps doesn't have the advantage right now may do one day and you, you want, you want to be, you want to be mindful of that, not just because you're looking to get something, but just nobody likes to be mistreated. And so I, I think it's something we can all adopt to be a little kinder to one another. Hey, for, for pulling that from the top of your head, that uh, those are pretty solid three. So uh, <laughs> I commend you for coming up with that, you know, fairly quickly. But uh, again, you know, the whole point again was just so that as they listen to this episode, they get to the end of it, they can just pull something out of it. And for me, those were three very solid uh, key takeaways. So I, I appreciate that. So the last thing I, I, I like to do with all my guests, uh, it's not so much of a question, but more of an opportunity for you to promote yourself uh, or promote anything that you've got going on that you want to put out into the world, whether it be just telling us, you know, your social handles, where to find you on social media, or whether it's something you've got going on that you want people to know about, whatever it is, the floor is yours. So go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I hang out on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is the place to find me. I am everywhere else, but very sporadically, LinkedIn's my, my consistent place. Um, in terms of what I'm, what I'm working on, um, look, I, most people know me for LinkedIn Local, um, which was very much a, an accident, a very happy accident that um, completely ignited something really in me that was really about community and you could probably guess if you listen to this episode that um i probably have some community values whether you know who i am or not but um yeah look i'm i'm always keen to connect with people who want to learn more about communities who want to enrich their own communities um and and or share their experiences of their um 
what communities have done for them um, or those looking to build them. So, so that's kind of my kind of key focus right now in life. And, um, and yeah, but LinkedIn's the place to find me. Oh, it's, it's where we ended up uh, meeting through one of our mutual connections, uh, Eric Eklund. He sort of said, you know, you should reach out to Anna. And that was the starting of a lot of uh, different people that I met and mainly through LinkedIn Local and just through opening myself up and connecting with people. So I'm extremely grateful for LinkedIn Local because if it wasn't for you starting that, I don't know that I would have met someone like you or met you at all because I mean you're in Australia I'm in Canada and like I said at the beginning of the episode there's the time zone difference and everything like that that I may not have you know even thought about reaching out to somebody from mm. that part of the world so I'm I'm really grateful for that that movement that happened and and just for you know meeting you and, and building the friendship that we've been able to build even with the distance and all that so you know um Again, you know, I, I really want to thank you for taking the time. I know it's late for you over there, but uh, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing a bit about your story. And, and again, I just all my hope is for any of these episodes that whether, you know, it impacts 100 people or one person, it really means the same thing to me. And that's all I'm looking to try and do is give everybody an understanding of no matter what you're going through, there's a way out, um, whether it's a big or small or, you know, like I said earlier, health or, or whatever it might be. Um, there's there's a way through it and I think that you know somebody from again whether it's traveling the world or whatever they're doing they're going to be able to take something from this and so I appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on and share what you shared thank you it's been great I love the topic it's it's (laughs) and unique too I appreciate that that, um, well they're all different aren't they but I but I like this one Oh, straight, straight, that. straight to the heart. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I found that I was saying on one of again one of the episodes is that you know a lot of people talk about mindset and shifting how you think up here, but in my opinion, you have to be right in your heart first before you can even worry about your head because if that part of you is not right, there's still a lot of funny things I think that can go on up there. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate what you said there. All right, well, take care, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to The Vulnerable Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out and means more than you know. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Vulnerable Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the B-E-L-M-E-D-A, that's the B-E-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, or by searching my name on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, please let me know as I would love to interview them for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and see you next week.